Have you seen The Office? I haven't. I've seen like episodes here or there. You haven't, so, have you? I haven't. Okay, I have me neither. No, because every time like there's a group of friends, there's always like every. I time. thought you were gonna be that no, person no, just now. I know that's. Be like, oh my god, you haven't seen The Office? No, I'm not. It's the best TV show. I'm like, no, it's not. It's no, not like, no, not like, I haven't watched it because oh. it's. It's gone inside, <laughs> so I don't think I should. My, you know, contribution would not do anything. No, to it. literally, like people swear by it. Like I have friends that swear by it. The Office, it's their favorite show ever. They rewatch it six or seven times. I'm like, there's other shows you could watch. There's yeah. movies you could watch that are better than this. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just silly. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Boxed In Podcast. This is your host, Eden, with... Gabby. And Tristan. Special guest. Yay. So, uh, I'm Tristan. I'm a um, student here at AU, a uh, film major, uh, friends with Gabby. And um, I also do a lot of film reviews, uh, a lot of film analysis and writing. Uh, I'm the film editor for our student newspaper, The Eagle. Uh, so... Yeah, I go to advanced screenings and stuff all the time. Um, was the most recent advanced screening you went to? The most recent one I I went to was uh, Edgar Wright's new film, Last Night in Soho. Um, before that, it was uh, Via News new film, Dune. Um, so I get to go to all the... Actually, no, I think the most recent one was French Dispatch, Ooh. Wes Anderson. Wait, did you... I know you mentioned how you might have gone like, an interview with Edgar Wright, right? Yeah, I didn't have to. Did you? <laughs> no, it did not. But I almost... I mean, they said, do you want to interview Edgar Wright? I'm like, of course I want to interview Edgar Wright. But it didn't happen, okay. unfortunately. And um, just generally, what were your thoughts on Dune? And, um, I thought Dune was really good. I, I wrote a full review for it. Um, that you can see on the Silver Screen website. Just plug it a little in. bit. Yeah, you know. Um, but... Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Uh, definitely not my favorite via new film because I think he's done other great things. Um, but Arrival. Arrival, yeah, Wait, is, is really clean. Big question: Interstellar or oh, I think I asked you yeah, this. I haven't, haven't seen, seen Interstellar it. yet. Have you so seen don't, it? No. Okay. Don't ruin me, but I haven't seen yeah. Interstellar yet. Uh, but I have seen other of Nolan's. Well, yeah, and they're fine. Gotcha. Even what was the last movie you watched? Uh, I'm watching Narcos right now. I have a question oh. for what movie I'm watching. So, what, which season? Uh, Mexico. Oh, Narcos Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen the... I think, yeah, I saw the uh, uh, the first one. And yeah, it was, yeah. It was good. Like, that one was incredible. I wasn't even going to continue watching it, but I was like, let me just... Yeah, no, it. it's so good. One oh, of my yeah. favorite. Have you given... My I know. brother is like, you should watch it. It's I'm like, so good. I watched o- Ozarks. I imagine it's something similar to oh, that. Oh, okay. I, I've been meaning to see Ozark. Have you seen Ozark, Eden? No. Especially because it's Jason Bateman, and I think he's like... Have you seen Identity Thief? No. With uh, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy. Have you seen it? Identity Thief? It's a comedy. It's a good movie. He's in it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so used to seeing him in Arrested Development. I've seen a lot of Arrested Development. I haven't seen um, that. So funny. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek is okay. Creek I started it and I could not finish it. So I probably should pick it back up. So we're going to talk about a marriage story today. Um, have you seen his other films from Noah? Do you know how to say Noah Baumbach? Baumbach. Uh, have you? No. I I think he did uh, 
Frances Ha. Yeah, he did. I saw it with Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I, and I hear that one's really good. But he likes to do a lot of like movies about love and relationships and family and romance and. That's his. That's like his thing. Yeah, that's yeah. his thing. Yeah. Is there a certain reason why he chose Marriage Story? today uh i think originally i was telling you that i wanted to go for like a certain order like let's do oscar nominations and i suggested like 2000 oscars oh, right. and you're like you haven't seen any of those oh, right. um and i think you're the one who suggested a marriage story or i gave you a list of 2019 oh movies. yeah and that's right that's right um and eden's seen Air, a marriage story as well mm-hmm. and i forget who got nominated for best supporting actress Nicole. oh she won laura dern lauren dern yeah laura dern i'm pretty um, sure she won yeah is that all the nominations it got? No, I, I'm pretty sure um, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson were both nominated. Too. Adam Driver, he's... I thought both I of think, them were fantastic. They're so amazing. Netflix has been cranking out really good films. Amazon Prime as well. Yeah. Like, Amazon Prime especially has been quite impressive. <laughs> um, well, sometimes they, they have some misses, but sometimes I think it's... A Marriage Story is actually a Netflix original, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Marriage Story is, is a Netflix original. Um, um, and then they also got Irishman Greenlit. That that year, 2019, yeah, they had Irishman. Um, I think they had Mank. Or was that this year? That may have been this year. I think um, this is, that was this year, yeah. yeah. Black and White? I Yeah. Yeah. That, they had Irishman, Marriage Story. Oh, I'm pretty sure they had another one um, for, like, Best Picture nominees. 2019 was just, like... A prime it was, year for movies. It was a really crazy because it, it just really fell off year. after that. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to see Tick Tick Boom and Licorice Pizza. Apparently, oh, Licorice Pizza by what is his name? Wes Paul Anderson. Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Th- <laughs> I get them confused because it's Wes Anderson. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's and then true. Paul Thomas the Andersons. Anderson. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, who did Boogie Nights? Boogie Nights. I enjoy that. Yeah. Phantom Thread. I have you? I haven't seen Phantom, Phantom Thread. I saw Phantom Thread in theaters, and that was pretty nice. Boogie Nights was long, but worthwhile. So, a short summary of the film is that Charlie, played by Adam Driver, is, quote, a brilliant director in the world of off-Broadway theater. Nicole, played by Scarlett Johansson, is his wife and star player, a one-time L.A. movie actor who moved to New York to be with her husband and essentially gave up her dreams to support Charlie's dreams. This is according to The Guardian, so I don't want to be like verbal pla- plagiarized or something. Um, and it's funny because on Script Slug, they describe the film as a stage director and an actress struggle through a grueling coast-to-coast divorce that pushes them to their personal extremes. And then IMDB quotes that Noah Bombeck's incisive and compassionate look at a marriage breaking up and a family staying together. And I think the fact that they just described it as the director's name and how... Like, it's his sort of film kind of just shows that he's an altruist, arguably, I think. I um, think you can make that argument. Um, I, the auteur label is, I think, very loose. And uh, Oh, I think first we should just describe what an auteur is. Oh, yeah, is. sure, absolutely. So, the auteur, it's a French word that basically... Um, it, well, yeah, it's a French word. I don't know exactly what it means in French, but basically it was developed, I think, around the 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah, around, I don't know, the 20 period. <laughs> Somewhere around I don't there. really know exactly. Um, but basically... Author, it means author. It means author, yeah. And <laughs> but basically, they were they started calling... The film director used to be the just the guy who was directing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he would just be the, the guy telling people what to do. 
um, it wasn't really considered his work of art. And some people started being like, well, let's call the film director the auteur, the author of the film, um, which means that they are the ones who are, like a like an author of a novel, the film is basically the director's piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of, there's been, I think, the term has sort of shifted and changed a bit. Um, usually now it just means like a director with a certain style mm-hmm. or a certain just way of like making films. So like, I mean, Tarantino is a very obvious auteur. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorsese, you could say, Spielberg, all these white dudes. Yeah, I was just um, like, <laughs> I was waiting for like a woman. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like the, I think the auteur label is um, old fashioned and sort of, uh, uh, like it's sort of I think a relic of the past and really yeah I think so I think I think it should be phased out um, because it never really included many um, directors of color uh, director uh, women directors you know marginalized people a lot of auteurs that are recognized today by like a lot of the film like uh, a lot of film watchers are mostly like Christopher Nolan yeah. and like Wes Anderson and yes they are auteurs but um, what about you know um, we can't even think of them, to be honest. I, Gerda, Gerwin, Chloe Zhao. Yeah, like, there are um, plenty of, I mean, like, the, especially, I, I know a lot about Asian cinema. There's, like, a bunch of other Asian directors, like Bong Joon-ho, mm-hmm. um, who did Parasite, obviously, you know, these, all these uh, films. Um, Kurosawa, which I think people, yes, call him an auteur because he's very famous. But, yeah, I think the, the term is, uh, should should I don't know I think I don't think it's outdated I think it should just be more identified with people of color with women it, and stuff yeah like I think it should evolve like but people, I appreciate the word because it honestly does give credit to the does, director and does. writer and it that's the does. thing it's also shifted to like writers and it's yeah. also their piece of like their work it definitely does um I it should definitely like uh, expand its reach just yeah yeah, <laughs> because yeah, I think in the past it's been used like just as like oh Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's nothing. I guess there's nothing really wrong. Right. With it. This is like the my first time hearing this word, mm. but um, I feel like if like the word itself, I mean, it's up to the people who apply it. You know, mm-hmm. like you expand it by applying it on black and other people of color like using it on directors like them i think it's not just the word itself i mean i mean i I don't know if that's what you guys are trying to say i think that's absolutely true um i think a lot of uh like film viewers like film lovers um usually the ones who are very vocal about what they like are like (laughs) white dudes so that's why um like if you think about like a film buff you're gonna think about like some like nerdy white dude yeah um so i i also think that's that's a good point um there hasn't been much i guess even for like just some parts of the world like it's like lack of exposure to like cinema mm-hmm. so um yeah i think uh definitely that's that's the next step i think i mean i think he he does fit because his especially his writing mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure he wrote this movie and i think he also it took him wrote, a while yeah and I think he wrote also another twenty uh, Netflix movie in, from twenty seventeen, the Meyerowitz stories. stories yeah, with Adam Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, wait, can we uncut? Is it, no, it's not Adam Sandler. It's Ben Stiller. No, Adam Sandler's in it. Oh, is he really? Yeah, let me. Oh. It's on Netflix. Let me double. 
fact checked on that. Are you sure you're not sure. talking about Who Be Halloween? No. <laughs> what? No. Um, I was just gonna mention Uncut Gems though, and how apparently it was like Oscar buzz for him to be nominated and like how I th- he was a serious I mean, have you actor. Se- have you seen? Uh, I did. Uh, it's. I really, I, I think he deserved a seat at the table. Uh, he was great in Uncut Gems. That's yeah. I, I love that movie. I Shoot. How do you spell? What is it? Um, the Meyerwitz. Meyer. There's no e. Meyer. There, there, there. Yeah, you see, he's on the. Oh yeah, is yeah, he? he's on the cover. So it's Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller <laughs> together. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's okay. good. Thank okay. you for noticing that. Um, it's weird. But I don't. It's weird because he's known. He was known. I don't know what role for being, he's for doing being now. like a for silly being, man. <laughs> yeah, for comedy. I mean, look at what is it, Big Daddy with a uh, that little boy. That was a great movie. Jack and Jill. I haven't seen Jack and Jill. I haven't either. Fifty First Dates. Have you seen that? Is he in Fifty First Dates? He's in yeah. He's in Fifty First Dates. With Drew Barrymore. Yes. Oh. Um, so it was just. I've kind seen of, Click. Have you seen Click? No. It's the one where he, like, controls his life with a TV remote. No. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, that Jim Carrey movie, though. I can't remember. Truman Show? Yes. Yeah. What was I talking about? Uh. <laughs> Bombac. Yeah, his writing. Uh. His writing is always, like, sort of, it's, like, very fast-paced. I love that. And That's... it's... It's all and people are always talking ab- over each other, you know. Which is realistic. Which is like how everyday people, life. Yeah, which is how Look at us talk. now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, um, we don't wait for like each other to like stop talking. No. <laughs> Once our thoughts come, we just launch off yeah. and go. Um, yeah. No, I like. I, I also like that. So I, I think you could call him a modern author. Yeah. Know, no, that's what I was gonna note though. As like one of my favorite scenes was the beginning. Um, and I'm not sure if you remember. It starts off. They're like, "Oh, what I love about Charlie." And that was kind the scene of I was gonna say. really. Yeah, I no, love, way. I love that scene. Um, but yeah, it just kind of eases you into their relationship, not really giving you a bias into what side to take. Mm-hmm. And just the story itself is unique in the sense that it's after the divorce. We don't see them falling in love. We don't see them breaking up. But it's kind of like yeah, we see them at their like life happens point, yeah. exactly. And then we're giving the context and stuff like that. So right. that's one of my favorite scenes. It's like the beginning. Yeah, I was gonna say that too, because <laughs> I really like the opening scene. Like I love montage, um, and how I think the movie does montage is really smart. Like just it establishes so many things about your characters in very simple like two minute long montage like you from that you understand sort of who these people are and um on what they do what they want um who they are like how they parent and you know on top of yeah. love and, all, and that's like I, it sets up the whole the whole movie yeah and on top of that just not learning about the other character you learn about how you know nicole talks about charlie and how that reflects who she is and like her relationship mm-hmm. up to charlie um so i thought that was really unique Damn, you stole my scene. Uh, you gotta think about another one. Think about <laughs> <laughs> Eden, what was your favorite scene from the movie? Um, I mean, I do like the opening monologues. Uh, I would say my favorite scene would probably be. Actually, this isn't. This isn't even really a scene. I know it is. Um, the part where he cuts his hand and then he's like on the ground trying not to show his son. Mm. Getting, uh, Which one's that? I don't know. But I thought that was a really great scene. Well, he's talking to the, uh, it's like a custody, like, legal person, it's right? Like worker, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great, that's a great scene as well. That's, <laughs> see, like, I think, like, that, 
to me, the movie sort of feels oddly funny sometimes. Like, just how the characters act. Like, they're all kind of silly a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, you can tell Charlie is sort of, like, playful and like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's interesting how the film plays with tone a lot. Because there are those little comedic moments, sort of. Um, and then there's moments of, like, dread. Like, utter sadness. And, like, yeah, so it's interesting. It made it really good. I think the movie is really a emotional trip you mm. go you there are like peaks and valleys you, you you really go up and then you go down um um yeah i was reading an article about the film that it just kind of shows you that it's not that two people don't want to be together it's just sometimes life happens mm-hmm. um and also i saw in a breakdown analysis of noah Baumbach. <laughs> i still don't think i'm saying that correctly. no i think it's correct um and how he explains that what is it, courtroom scene, and when the lawyers are talking, they don't really speak in that scene at all, but they're kind of like at the end of the frame, and we see a lot of them just kind of looking at each other, and their actions say more than, mm. you know, what they don't say. Yeah. I think when the lo- the lawyers get involved, it gets much more interesting, because that's when they, <laughs> they kind of, the and lawyers are kind of speaking for them for things that they don't necessarily right. want. Right, Um, And it kind and of... It, and it escalates the tension, right? It escalates their... Yeah. And obviously leading up to that big argument. Yes. Um, also, Ray Liotta is, is uh, Charlie's lawyer, which is, if, if you see oh. good Goodfellas, the main guy. From yeah, Goodfellas. yeah, he looks familiar. I didn't know where he was yeah, from. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> um, he definitely hasn't aged it exactly perfectly. But, um, yeah. Yeah, the climactic argument scene is, I think, a modern, like, classic scene now. Oh. It is such an iconic scene. Yeah. Um, Wait, for, um... The, do you guys remember the woman that introduced her to the lawyers, like the black woman? Yeah. So I thought she was Ethiopian, so I was so excited that there was like an Ethiopian. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, I was for sure she was Ethiopian because of her features. Like you could definitely tell when someone's Ethiopian. So I like, I go online, I'm trying to find out who she is. And it took me forever, but her name was Sarah Jones. And I was like, yeah, this isn't an Ethiopian name. Sarah. No, I was also going to say from a technical standpoint as well, like just the long takes, mm-hmm. a lot on, of long, like, long takes. pairing that with the dialogue where they kind of overlap um, makes it a really good film. I really appreciated that. I think it just adds to his style. Yeah, you can tell that the both Scarlett Jansen and uh, Adam Driver prepared uh, for a, a long time with these, and they have theatrical experience as well. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, but I feel yeah. like that added to it because they knew how to use the space, like mm-hmm. the room mm-hmm. that they were in, and their body language really showed a lot. Um, that 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 argument scene is very. You make fun of it a lot, though. I make fun of it a lot because I think it's been, it, it gets memed a lot, especially. Um, <laughs> but. Um, it is still like I remember when I first watched the movie. I went back and rewatched that scene after, right after. Like this is what I always do when I watch a movie. If I if I'm watching it on a like a computer, or my phone. Like if there's a scene that like I, I like suddenly just get baffled by, I will immediately re- rewatch like rewind it. and rewatch that scene just to make sure that I got it. 
and, and like sort of like soak it in more. So that happened with that movie. Uh, yeah, you. Know I like it. watched that argument. And I was like, oh my god, this is like. Jeez, this is so good. And then I like, <laughs> watched it again, and I got like, even more sad. I'm like, oh my god. It's... And that's how you remember the lines from the scene. Cause you, I don't you remember. Watched it. You remember, okay, how much do you remember? <sighs> Every day, right? That's the first no, part? No, he's like, no, he goes like, he goes like, um, what? Scarlett Johansson goes, what, so you have to go fuck somebody else? And he's like, you stopped having sex with me in the last year. Okay. I never cheated on you. <laughs> and... Um, she's like, yes, you did. And then he's like, but but there was so much I could do. I was in my 20s and I was on the cover of Time Out New York. What? Are you kidding? That's a good amount that um, you remembered. Something like that. And then oh. he goes, every day I wake up, but yeah. Yeah, it's, that's Juilliard training acting right there. <laughs> it's Marine veins. Corps training. Oh, yeah, that's Marine it's Corps. Mar- <laughs> have you seen his TED Talk? I have. Yeah, me it's too. Great, it's a great have you seen talk. it, Eden? He's like from Marine to actor. It's crazy, Adam Driver's story. Like, yeah, from Marines to like Juilliard, and then, wow, I'm amazed, inspired. I I am, (laughs) (laughs) but we're just here talking about how amazing he is. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to bring up another idea that the movie is sort of. I don't know if it shed sheds a light on it or if it just brings it up in a sort of neutrally as it can way. Um. But the idea of like the, like, the artist, mm. like the and like, how being an artist is I think intrinsically related to narcissism, mm. and how that affects your relationship, especially with another artist, because I think so much of the conflict is, um, is, what is the Scarlett Johansson's character name? Nicole. Again? Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Nicole's conflict with Charlie because Charlie was the director right mm. and she felt smaller and smaller right as like the pawn in her in his sort of play so I don't know I think it's just a really interesting idea especially and since he didn't feel like he reached his full greatness which yeah. is it's just like a paradoxical thing exactly and they were like relishing each other for it resentment built up right 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 like that's the I think that's really interesting and sort of like scary (laughs) I don't know because there's no solution for it yeah no like (laughs) when I watch this movie I don't know why I feel dread because like I am an artist Mm -hmm. and I'm also in a relationship Mm -hmm. so it's like god I really hope this doesn't happen to me like you know (laughs) like it's it's scary like honestly um to be very frank like it's well but she's not an artist though right like well yeah well she she's a singer. Oh right right right. Um, but, but she doesn't want to pursue that. No, yeah, not as like a fool. So it won't There's collide that. as bad. But yeah. not like a director and an actor. That's difficult. Mm. Or even like two actors. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, that, would be, that, that would be narcissism hell. is just. <laughs> um, yeah, or or better or worse, two directors. That would be. Yeah, but still the idea of you feeling like you could do more if you weren't mm-hmm. in a relationship type that's, of thing that's still prevalent that i think well i don't feel that um but it is a worry right like mm-hmm. i think for a lot of uh artists i think like you don't yes you want to pursue your your maximum potential but um are you willing to maybe sacrifice that 
for your relationship. That just reminded me a lot of Whiplash because that, mm-hmm. that entire that's film literally, is that's, that's it. Yeah. He does go all the way. Yeah, but he sacrifices his his relationship. And that's the big question: Was it worth it? I mean, I think Damien Chazelle in that movie is amazing. saying yeah. Oh he's, my I think god! He says, I, I love him says in that yes. movie. I think Miles Teller. Yeah, 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 yeah that movie. I think um, the director Chazelle says yes, it is worth it. Yeah, which is, and he says the same exact thing in La La Land. <laughs> yeah, I mean um, the pursuit of perfectionism. Well, actually, I think in La La Land it's a bit more nuanced because of love. Love is played into it. Not yeah, it's, it's like an act, like yeah the character. Uh, Miles Teller's character's girlfriend isn't really a she's just there main as, yeah okay, like instead of act, yeah thing, instead yeah. of Sebastian and uh, I don't even know her name Mia Mia that's right yeah Mia um, they're they're both like more central characters I think that's why in that movie it's definitely the, the message is more nuanced but it's essentially the same theme you have to choose <laughs> between like love or passion greatness yeah. <laughs> I mean and that's difficult that's a difficult thing to, to struggle with I think because then like at the I don't want to get all philosophical and stuff but people care about their legacy and what's gonna yeah, you know power and fuel your legacy it's not gonna be love I mean that's just something mm-hmm. that happens behind the scenes it's gonna be what you leave in the world it's gonna be your art that's that's the uh, that's a whole <laughs> that's the problem uh, with being a uh, fucking director with being a filmmaker yeah I mean you know there's a difference between being a filmmaker and being a great filmmaker that's that's a thing you know you I, I think um, great filmmakers um, are like they push their edge they definitely like push the like limits of of like what they can achieve and um, a lot of them don't let um, people get in their way or like accommodate that or they're able to like manage that i think it is very difficult though the whole idea of <laughs> it would be interesting your if, passion i know you mentioned how noah Baumbach, um kind of his films revolve around family relationships and love i mm-hmm. think it would be interesting if he does take that nuanced idea that you mentioned from a marriage story and he kind of branches off and makes a film about that that mm-hmm. would be interesting and just to see maybe he does say it is possible or what happens when you do choose love over right. trying to pursue greatness. Right. That would be a good film. Yeah, for sure. There are, I think there are plenty of, I think, great movies that have tried to touch on this idea, like the idea of the, the filmmaker. Mm. Um, I think one that I will recommend is Eight and a Half. It's a Italian, mm. Italian movie by Federico Fellini. That one is literally about, like, Fellini wanted to make a movie. He did. He lost, like, he he was, like, having trouble with his wife, and he was losing interest in the movie. And then he thought, oh, I'll just make a movie about me, <laughs> have, losing interest in the movie that I'm making. Oh, so wow. it's very meta. Um, <laughs> but it's quite interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's kind of long, but I think it's really good. But yeah, the, there's definitely a very like meta sense to the to Mary's story. I know that Bombach t- 
took a lot of influence from his own life for, for this movie. Yes. Because um, I, I know he'd gone through a divorce. 2013 with Jennifer Jason Leigh, I think. She's an oh, actress. Really? Jennifer Jason Leigh? Yeah, that, they oh. were married and they got divorced. Um, but he mentions that in a New York Times article, like an interview, he mentions how, I actually have the quote here. The interviewer was asking him if the film was autobiographical, autobiographical right. or personal. Let me just see what he says. And he said, sometimes I think it's a compliment that people are engaged or interested, that it must feel true because it provokes this feeling of wanting to know where something came from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me, but it's also not something I can ever answer to. It's a work of fiction, but it is extremely personal at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically, I think that's basically his way of saying yes and no. Yeah. Because so much of filmmaking for a lot of people initially is drawing from yes, your own experience. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes you just run with it and Noah Baumbach, I assume, he, that's, that's what he wants to communicate. I don't, I don't know if you've seen uh, Malcolm and Marie... Have you seen Malcolm and Marie? With uh, Zendaya and David Washington? John David Washington, yeah. No. That's also another Netflix version. I heard that's... Version. It's very polarizing. Really? The reason why I bring it up is because the director, uh, Sam Levinson, literally is taking, like, his own idiosyncrasies and, like, insecurities from being a filmmaker, reading reviews of, about his movies being bad, and shoving them in actors' mouths as, like, critique. So he's, that's literally, I think, a case of a director being like, yes, this is me, this is autobiographical, this is just what I am saying. Mm, without so me, without, without literally saying, like, this is what I'm doing. He can I, just, he, I don't know if it was directed towards him or something, but, like, the movie, some parts of it were kind of, like, some people didn't like the movie because it talked about a lot of black issues, but the writing that's, was a white person. That's the thing. And, he's white. Yeah, he's like, Sam Levinson's yeah. Yes, he is. It's just like from the perspective of a person that has never lived it or just, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a big problem, I think, about the film, too. Like, it's like, it's a bit insensitive in that way. Like, yeah. not a bit. A, that reminds me of Tarantino, though, because a lot of his films, <laughs> but bro, he has people <laughs> saying the N-word with the hard R. I forget the movie. What is it? Inglourious. Django Unchained. Yeah, J- Django Unchained. I'm like, how did this... No one really questioned it. Like, you really have to be Tarantino to be able to just kind well, of... Well, he wrote that script and was like, uh, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to go off. I um, I do like that movie, but there are problems with it, you know? I think so, like, social problems with it. Um, um, yeah, okay. But Tarantino so is just a another beast. We could do a whole one hour, two hour. And he'd get, <laughs> he'd, 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 he's going to get, get away with it. You can have Leonardo DiCaprio say the N-word, and it's just, hey, guys, it's just a movie. <laughs> yeah, that's just him. Um, I, but, I, I, don't, I don't think it's, well, I don't know how I would say this, but I'm okay with, like, a white actor saying the N-word, only if it's portrayed, like... Context matters. Uh, yeah, 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 I get like, it. If and you just throw it in there, to just to throw it in there, or just for like some yeah. extra pizzazz or whatever, I don't, I wouldn't really. And I think it's all right in Django because the character, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, is really evil. He's like an yeah, awful I know. Yeah. fucking person. Um, and and I guess it, and it fits the time period and whatever. I know, so I think that's why it's I like think not just destroyed by the media. Or whatever. I think that's. It's interesting in terms of like 
writers rooms and directors you know people talk mm-hmm. about inclusivity and having more representation i'm like okay cool there's also a thing called internalized racism and the same people who are people of color just come from like marginalized groups they yeah. can be spewing um unconsciously racism like throughout their work and they don't know it so it's kind of that's, like yeah that's the something. opposite of internalized racism with white people that they're not being racist i don't know if there's like the opposite terminology mm-hmm. of internalized racism but i imagine it's that's what's like happened with tarantino in terms of he's white but he's also right. creating his movies that are criticizing people who do say the n-word or did in the historical right. times right, right. Um, so i think that's what makes it interesting he, he is a he's totally another beast i mean like things like kill bill where there's like they're just running around with samurai swords and with katanas and like killing like japanese but like that's also another Thing, um, but I don't, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, um, we um. can do that on another <laughs> future, uh, like three hour long Tarantino breakdown. Um, okay, uh, we should wrap this up. Yeah, I, or y- y'all can keep talking. I don't know because I am Tristan. <laughs> I thank go. you so much for being here. We appreciate it. You've been an awesome guest, sir. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for I being love, here. I love talking about movies. What can I say? I love talking about anything. And uh, check out his. Review yeah, on the eagle. I don't know how to plug myself. Um, <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, like, check out the eagle. He writes. Yeah, just search up writing. the eagle. I do write a lot. Uh, just search up the eagle online, or just search up my name, Tristan Al, uh, for the eagle. Check out our silver tune section. We have a podcast every week as well, a uh, film podcast. Uh, I'm I'm one of the hosts along with two of my friends. We'll probably get you on one time. I, I do. I actually do want to highlight like AU filmmakers eventually. So. Okay. Um, I will get you on. Let me know, yeah. yeah. Collaboration. Symbiotic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> to bump up each other's fame. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? We add each other on Instagram. <laughs> Come on, check out his review. Amazing. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And thanks, Eden, for tuning in through Zoom. You know, you couldn't be here in person, but, you know, you still made it. Um, our next episode is going to be with Farhana, which I'm excited about. Yeah, I like these. Farhana, I don't even know if she's a singer. It's our friend. Oh, Farhana. I thought you said Rihanna. No, Farhana. Um, we're going to be talking about the Middle East and what it means to be modest and Muslim women and stuff like that, which that is really exciting. That sounds amazing. I want yeah. to that too. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, um, not actually, but it may, like, that sounds like amazing. Like, I it's would, a really great topic. Yeah. This is your host, Eden with Gabby and Tristan. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.